This is Generation Education. Join educator Ruth Baynott Mondays at 11 a.m. as she explores modern parenting, physical, emotional and social development from pregnancy through adulthood. Mondays at 11 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. On Generation Education, it's all about delving into the nitty-gritty, getting deeper, looking further and exploring different ways of parenting, of children and of being. You're listening to Ruth Baynard on 101.9. And one of the things that I want to actually chat about this morning is how do we declutter? And when I talk about decluttering, I'm not just talking about decluttering our home. I'm also talking about decluttering our minds and our bodies. And have you ever wondered, are you a hoarder? Do you like to hold on to things or are you a compulsive declutterer? People that get rid of everything all the time and they like to live with the bare bare minimum. But when we refer to a hoarder, what actually is that definition? A person who has persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions. And you actually get different type of hoarders. You get shopping hoarders that just need to shop, 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 shop and buy everything and anything that they see and hang on to it without ever letting go. Even stuff that they probably don't need, will never use, have never used. There are food hoarders, garbage hoarders. There are so many different type of hoarders. And then, of course, when we talk about compulsive declutterer, it's going to the other extreme. Do you fit into one of those categories? I think in some ways most of us probably fall in the middle. I know I certainly do. I do have a tendency to hang on to certain things probably longer than I should. But I also love that feeling of getting rid of stuff and cleaning out. And that's actually what I want to focus on today, that feeling of decluttering. And when I say I love that feeling, it's very much about once you've actually gotten rid of something that hasn't been used or you've cleared a space you've cleared a drawer you've actually made space to use it for something else and I actually want to use my fridge as an example of this over the years my fridge door has gathered magnets from everywhere and everything and everyone pieces of paper little sayings business cards photographs you name it my fridge has had it on the fridge door. A few weeks ago, I actually needed to clean out the inside of the fridge. Took out all the trays, everything. And while we were doing that, I thought, you know, let me actually clean the front of the fridge, clean the door, stuff that stuck to the door. And as easy as it sounds, it was actually quite a process because each magnet represented something, a place that I'd been, a person that had given me the magnet, a memory. Some of the magnets were so broken I had to throw them away. Others they just were dusty and yucky and icky and I didn't even like them anymore and I'd forgotten they were there under everything else. So a lot of them I did throw away and I kept the ones that still held something special to me. So I took down pictures and menus and little sayings and I kept the stuff that was relevant to me and made the decision I was going to put some of the pictures in frames and other places of the house and some of them into albums and really just cleared the fridge, the front of the fridge before you even open it. The difference that it has made, every day when I walk into the kitchen, it hits me. 
and I see the fridge and I'm like, at first it's a little bit of a shock and then it's like this oh, feeling, the sense of, oh, I got rid of all the stuff on the fridge and I couldn't see half of it. It was just a big mess and it just cleared the space and has made my whole kitchen look better. So when I talk about decluttering, it's about actually creating space not only in your home, but also in your mind. Because what emotions did that bring to me? What did I feel by removing all the stuff from my fridge? First of all, that sense of relief that I finally actually got rid of stuff. I mean, there were timetables from five, six years ago stuck on the fridge. Stuff that really needed to be thrown away. So that sense of relief. There was also a sense of remorse and a little bit of regret a couple of days afterwards that maybe I shouldn't have thrown away this magnet or maybe I should have tried to keep that specific thing. But in all honesty, very small the regret, not major like, ah, I shouldn't have done it. Most certainly one of the emotions I felt was this lightness, this I've decluttered, I've gotten rid of stuff that I'm not going to have to ever worry about again. And most importantly, and I like to call this an emotion, I have the sense of forwardness, moving on. Now it's a new chapter that's from previous years. I'm now moving into the future. This is now for future years. And the same actually goes for the space around me. What I've actually done over the last two years, or I should say actually over the last year, even maybe the last six months, I've moved furniture around. I have changed my entire bedroom literally 360 degrees. So the bed is facing the opposite direction. The TV is on the opposite wall. I repainted all the walls. I changed the color. And just by doing all of that, it's my whole perspective, my whole energy, and my whole space around me feels different. Almost like my brain reclicked. And the beauty of it is, if you go and do that, move your furniture and change everything around, if you don't like it or you can't cope with it, it's actually, you can just change it back again. Okay, maybe not painting the walls, that's a bit of a mission, but then don't do that straight away. But move stuff around, get a feel of a sense of a new space, a new energy, a new you. It helps you to move forward, specifically after any loss or trauma, just to, as I keep referring, change the energy of the room. It definitely brings a sense of comfort and self-care in a way. You're doing something for yourself and if you go and purchase even a new duvet set or a new rug or a picture to hang on the wall, you're doing something for you and you're taking care of you. And it's something that if you can't yet cope with going out and socializing and having the nails done or the hair done, this is something at least that isn't on you all the time, but it's still for you. And what I do like to obviously mention is the practical side of it. You're cleaning up and tidying up and you're organizing. And we have to bring COVID into it. For the first few months of COVID, for specifically those first few weeks, we were all sitting at home. We were cooped up. We went nowhere. We socialized with no one. We did nothing. And after a while... A lot of people actually got into this comfort zone of being in pajamas and slippers, of gathering stuff, online shopping. You got into certain habits and what I like to refer to as comfort living, that sense of eating comfort food, comfort shopping, that being online, binge watching TV, comfort viewing. 
and comfort dressing, everything just became comfortable and I don't want to use the words lazy because I don't think it was laziness. It was just a new way of being. And now over time, as we are starting to get into our new normal and we are starting to live again, come out of that cocoon, as I always say, you are having to rethink and reinvent yourself. We went from our busy, hectic lives to boom, having to sit down and do nothing. And it was hard at first. It was hard to just sit and not be busy. And a lot of people were making things and doing things and cooking and baking and making videos. And over time, that even became tedious. And we slowly got used to actually doing nothing and relaxing, which isn't a bad thing. But of course, we also need to work to earn a living. And we do need social interaction. We do need physical activity. And being able to get back into that. I do know there are a lot of people, I know of someone in particular, that actually has developed this fear of going out and this fear of socializing. And she's quite happy to stay at home. She works from home and to literally stay behind her computer all day, every day. She says she doesn't need friends. She doesn't need to socialize. And it gives her anxiety. And it is something that we do need to work on. You need to retrain your brain to be able to move forward. And that's where this decluttering comes in. Even with your computer, start cleaning out videos that you don't watch anymore, documents that you've saved that are no longer of use. Look at your phone. Clear the pictures off your phone. Clear old messages. I mean, I am a fine one to talk because I never do that. I always have this fear of if I delete it, maybe I'm going to want it. So from my phone, I still do have issues. But most certainly, it's a point to start from. And you'll find as you actually start to do those little things in your home, even if you go to the shops one time and go and buy yourself something something so simple like maybe a pair of shoes and you put these new shoes on and you think oh this is really nice it once again is telling your body which is telling your brain you can do this you can move forward have a look what's new on my feet start from the bottom down and you'll find that it will really be so valuable to you so let's look at some tips for decluttering so firstly, tip number one, start small. When you decide to declutter, don't all of a sudden say, right, I am going to declutter every cupboard in my kitchen, my bedroom, and the third bedroom. Don't take on such a big task. First of all, you will never ever finish, and it gets so overwhelming. Start with a drawer. Start with a shoebox that maybe has your photographs in. Start small. Remember, that as you go along, you will do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Once you have done that task, and this leads me to tip number two, whatever you start decluttering, make sure that you finish it. Don't start something and leave it halfway through. That actually makes you feel worse in the long run. So that's why, to get back to tip number one, Keep it small, because if you take on a too big a task, you are not going to finish it. And who knows then when you will get back to it. So keep it small and finish what you start, because you are first of all actually doing the job. 
and you are achieving what you set out to do. You are decluttering and you are giving yourself that emotion that you need. So tip one, start small. And tip two, finish what you start. Then tip number three, when you are decluttering and cleaning out, there's going to be stuff that you're going to want to give away and there might be stuff that you want to sell. Put them into separate boxes. Have a one box for giveaway, another box for stuff that you feel you want to sell. And then once you have finished decluttering, give away that stuff or sell that stuff. Don't let the boxes lie around in your dining room or in that bedroom for the next few months gathering dust and a year later it's still sitting there. I know we are all guilty of it, be included. I actually, I think my second name is probably procrastination. I do tend to procrastinate a lot, but get rid of it. If it's sitting there in your dining room and it's because you want to sell it and you haven't taken a picture of it yet and you haven't posted it online and it's too much of a mess and then give it away because all that it's doing once again is creating clutter when you are wanting to declutter. So make sure, give yourself a time frame. And that actually leads me to the next tip which is make sure that whatever task you do complete that you have a time frame. So important. So don't start a job and a year later it's still going on and still going on. So if you are decluttering that drawer, do it that day, finish it that day, whatever you are going to get rid of, say by the end of this week I will have taken it to the charity shop, I would have posted it online. So give yourself a time frame. And then lastly, and I think most importantly, don't suffer guilt. If you do one draw and then for the next six months you don't do another thing, that's okay. Don't feel guilty because you did that one draw. And even if you didn't do that one draw and you're thinking about it, that's okay because when you are ready, you will do it. Don't ever put yourself in that space where you actually now get into the mindset of, oh, I should have done and I need to do it and I haven't done it. All you are doing is creating negativity and bad energy within yourself and within your home.